This episode of Molly's Minutes is sponsored by Depop. Depop is the community marketplace app where creatives come to buy, sell, and discover the most unique items from around the world. For many of us, including myself, fashion is a form of expression, a way to tell a story of who we are, how we're feeling, and what we stand for. Whether you want to shock, inspire, rebel, or just experiment, Depop gives you the space to do just that without breaking the bank or the planet. Download the app for iOS and Android now, or head to depop.com to get started. Here we go. <laughs> Hello guys and welcome back to Molly's Minutes, which is like the most awkward name. I cringe every time I say it, um, but here we are. It's catchy. Um, so this is actually going to be pre-recording this. This is going to be the final episode of my podcast. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So this is, the, this is the scene, season finale of the second season. I'm going to start it up again, but yeah. um, I thought... I would end it how I want to start and go forward with the third season. I want it to be educational and storytelling because I've just kind of decided that that's where I'm best at. Mm. So hopefully that can go ahead all good. Um, But today I'm here with Alyssa. Hello. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about uh, something that like I've tried to find someone to talk about this for so long. But um, no one will answer me. <laughs> Except me. I'm here to answer your call. Yeah. Be the voice. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about polyamory. Um, and just generally relationships. Yeah. Because it's not every... Like, I don't know. That's what it's all about, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so introduce yourself, so if you will. I am Alyssa. I'm 21. And I have been, like, aware of polyamory since, like, my late teens maybe like 17 or so and I've like come to realize that I just don't really care for like the imposed system of monogamy that means of course if you don't know what that means um like one man and one woman in a relationship or as we've gotten more accepting of LGBTQ individuals like two women two men whatever just two and commitment and exclusive and fidelity and I'm not really about that and I've discovered that in my past few years <laughs> <laughs> and what made you discover that like what was your journey with it um I don't know like I kind of like I realized when I had my first relationship like most of my teenage years I just really 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 wanted a girlfriend I came out pretty young and um I just really wanted to date a girl and have like a girl to like you know like do all the nice relationshipy things with yeah. and then when that actually happened to me I was like completely overwhelmed and like I didn't feel like I was doing anything right and I like felt like I couldn't say things like one of the things that really like struck me about it was like you're not supposed to say that you fancy other people like when you're watching tv and you're like oh they're really hot like my girlfriend at the time would be like I can't believe you just said that that's like personally offensive to me and I was like oh is this like a thing I have to like suppress in myself now like I have to like say the right thing yeah and like just have thoughts and yeah yeah. I was like I just I don't get this and like just having like it was very demanding and I had to like see them pretty regularly and like I just I just felt really off about the whole thing and I was just pretty happy when it was like done with and I was like oh I think I need to just like realize like I was just trying to figure out like why it didn't work out or whatever and then when I came to college I was like I think I just want to date like lots of people more so than like focus on just one person the whole time Mm. um 
because I feel like it's a bit limiting or something. Yeah. And when you when you're talking about that, are you talking about like say like having like long distance like relationships with a few different people or like seeking that like in the long term yeah yeah for sure like I generally feel like long distance relationships work kind of best for me as much as they're like difficult at times like right now I'm in a long-term relationship with my boyfriend Adam who I'll probably mention consistently because he's like big part of my life and I love him and, um, shout out to Adam yeah, if you're listening you better be listening <laughs> yeah so like I've been in a relationship with him for a year now and like we've never lived in the same vicinity of each other like we went on a big holiday together and that was like about it and um, like I just feel like I have more time for like myself and I feel like a lot of the time when you talk about polyamory people are like how do you have the time how do you have the time But at the same time, when you have like a monogamous relationship, you have to make time for your partner. But people don't realize that you also have to make time with the relationship you have with yourself. Mm. And like you're still making time for more than one person because your whole life can't center around one person or else it's like an unhealthy Mm. dependency. But it's nice to have like someone like I find with my long distance relationship, my main one is that I'm like just happy that I have time to myself but then really grateful when I have time with him and you can just figure it out yeah. as you go along like. exactly it doesn't have to be like oh it's Tuesday gotta see my significant other for six hours <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I'm gonna work anything ignorant forgive me <laughs> but we were talking about this before is that like this is what works for you yeah yeah like I'm totally not speaking on behalf of like even like poly people in general Mm. it's so 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 diverse and like there's so many different like you were talking about that Louis through documentary and or was it in the vice documentary I can't remember but it was like they were showing they were in a class describing polyamory and oh yeah that was the the vice one yeah the triangles and the like squares and how like they're all interrelated and how you can have like a z-shaped one where it's like three people but it's they're not connected or whatever and I'm like I can't really like see that in my life with my poly friends and in myself either. I'm like, it's more like an individual at the center and then like branching off things from there and seeing how you feel and just like meeting new people and like getting to know them and not necessarily having like an expectation of you're going to be my third girlfriend (laughs) or whatever. Like that doesn't... I mean, like, I'm struggling to find, like, one girlfriend right now. <laughs> so, like, I really can't imagine having, like, three at once. But, I mean, maybe, you know, in the future, who knows. I think as humans, I don't know if it's the way we were brought up or, like, our obsession with numbers yeah. or what it is or, like, structure is that mm. we, like, want to find a reasoning and a structure within everything that yeah, we do. for sure. But, like, life I sound like such a but everyone knows this but Mm. life isn't a thing that has structure no absolutely not like and all of our attempts as humans to put like binaries and structures on things is like totally just a waste of time and silly but it's just for ourselves yeah it's not it's it's, to make us feel safe and like we have control but we don't have control over anything yeah I just find that kind of I find that kind of I didn't know if it would be like weird of me to say I found that kind Mm. of strange when she was like so if you haven't watched it guys it's actually I'd say it's like 15 minutes long yeah it's on YouTube um a documentary on YouTube by um Slut Ever is that what um Slut Ever on um yeah by Vice and basically they're in this poly I would I think it's like a panel 
Yeah. Um, and they're like drawing out these different shapes of ha- different ways you can be polyamorous, which I thought was kind of can- counterintuitive and productive to like yeah. the message that ooh, that they were putting across. Yeah, because it's like it's putting structure on something where it's like you're meant to be leaving room. Because if you start talking too much about your own experience in the place of other experiences, like it is a really, really diverse like community and people like all have different relationships just how like relationships between any two individuals is like completely different depending on like the combinations or whatever like even if you think about like a series of like monogamous relationships like you get different things and have like different experiences in each one so you can't like oversimplify the whole thing and that's like the last thing I would want to do like speaking is like make assumptions about other people or make like if you're listening to this and then finished it and we're like oh I totally understand polyamory now yeah. I can relate to any this is just polyamorous your... person this is literally just my experience yeah. and like how I feel it suits me best but there's probably loads of people who have like six wives or like you know a boyfriend and a husband or like a girlfriend and a wife or whatever yeah. but like it's just kind of hard to predict yeah. what's going to happen or how it's going to go with anything. Like, yeah. You shouldn't go into anything with expectations is my like belief on it. Mm, definitely. Uh, there's actually so, a point I want to make just like before we move on is that like when we talk about polyamory, we're not talking about like, I think it's like polygamy is like the oh, distinction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's with, with like marriage. Yeah, that's with marriage. And like maybe if you have in your head of a man with like seven wives in a very religious situation, that's not, not what it. we're <laughs> talking about. I mean, I hope that you would get that by now, but yeah, just yeah. in case. Um, but how did you kind of, did you have, do you feel like you needed to come out as I am Polly or it would the next person you dated were you just like look I think this is the situation yeah well like I've always like been super upfront with people that I'm dating for sure that I'm like oh I'm Polly I'm not really going to be able to like if you're looking for someone who's going to be like your one and only or whatever like you you know that's not me and if you want to keep getting to know me despite that or if you know, or because of that or whatever, like, we can go ahead and no expectations, just keep hanging out or whatever. But I've never really properly, like, come out, come out to, like, my family or friends. Like, a lot of my friends kind of know because I have, like, a big mouth and I love just, like, telling people about my life all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's so full of gossip. Everybody wants to hear all my, like, news. <laughs> I don't know how much people actually want to hear it. But I tell them anyway. Um, But, like, I haven't, like... Because the default is monogamy. So people think, like, all my family have met my boyfriend. And they all love him. But, like, they have no awareness that, like, say I'm, like, going on dates with other people. And if I did start getting more serious with someone else, like, they wouldn't... I don't know how I would, like, break that to them or say, like, oh, by the way, I'm bringing my boyfriend for dinner, but is it cool if my girlfriend comes along too? Like, I don't know how it would work. And Mm -hmm. I haven't, like, encountered that situation yet. Because it is, like like bisexuality in a way it's like unless it's immediately visual like visible people make the assumption that it's like they make the assumption that what is immediately visible is what it is mm. so if they see like a bisexual person like a bisexual woman with a man they assume like a straight couple or if they see a bisexual woman with a lesbian or with another woman whatever they may be they assume like lesbian couple or whatever it goes mm. on like so same with polyamory, like people see me and Adam are boyfriend girlfriend, and that's the assumption is that like that's it. But like unless you ask questions or like 
take an interest in it, then you probably won't know like anything further. But then at the same time, do they really need to know? Mm. Or is it like my business? Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of hard though to know. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of the times people make the assumption that like if I try and talk to them about polyamory and like me dating other people or whatever, or, like if I'm like maybe going on a date with someone new and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited, blah, blah. Like people think that it means that I want to like immediately go into loads of details about my sex life and that's like not what I want to do at all even though of course it is good to talk about sex we probably don't talk about sex half enough and that's also my belief yeah but like if I'm just talking about something in like a totally innocent context it doesn't necessarily mean that I want to like overshare all these far out crazy details of like nefarious lifestyle choices or whatever like if you came across someone they're like oh I'm just like ordering pizza with my boyfriend tonight you wouldn't be like and then what are you gonna do yeah like yeah it's literally like because that's the first assumption is to like totally sexualize it when like more than anything else like for me anyway it's about like just meeting new people and like being able to encounter people without like a predetermined expectation of your relationship to them Mm. and predetermined by the relationships that you have before that as well or at the same time as that yeah if you get me yeah and how have you experienced dating since since you have been in a relationship of like one year um like I don't know I genuinely feel like the queer women community is like something that's very underrepresented but also like in general like it's so small and also hard to like get into for a lot of people like there's I, I genuinely feel like there's an awful lot of bisexuals out there who are like in the closet and I think it's really funny when people do that like classic bisexual myth of saying like oh um bi people are just saying they're bi for clout or for attention or whatever that's such a thing in school in school anyone who exactly yeah and I like that's why I came out as a lesbian first is because I literally was like people I know that I'm into women and I knew that and I was like but people won't take me seriously if I say I'm bisexual I knew that even when I was like 14 15 like Mm. And, like, to this day, I still, like, struggle with it to a degree because people fully don't take it seriously at all. And, like, I feel like it's my duty to be, like, hey, I'm here, I'm bisexual, and there's nothing wrong with it. And you Mm. don't have to, like, change your identity to fit, like, the relationship you're in. Because so many people do. And I understand why they do it. But it makes, like... It makes it really difficult to date in the queer women scene because there's so much gatekeeping where they think like I was even reading an article the other day and they were saying like oh I support bisexuals bisexuals deserve respect and support except the ones who have festival threesomes or a cheeky kiss with a girl on a night out and I'm like okay so you're still gatekeeping and you're still dismissing people because if a woman is willing to do that in a certain context where she feels safe but isn't willing to do it in your LGBT scene, dating scene that you've created, whose fault is that? Hers or yours that you've created this, like, scene where she feels, like, uncomfortable in? But also, is there no room for just, like... Experimentation, like, or... Yeah, well, apparently not. Like, that's the problem. And so many bi people, it's such, like, a silent thing for so many people. So it's only really, like, the out and loud, like, gay men and lesbians who are, like, talking about it because, like, as soon as you come out as bisexual, people totally dismiss it right away. And then if you end up in a relationship with one or the other, you get assumed to be the other way. And like, that's what I was saying, that bisexuals are doing it for clout, but actually lesbians who have maybe had relationships with men in the past at times 
are maybe denying that part of themselves for clout instead or like people who are in straight relationships are like denying a past part of themselves like I was talking to a guy recently who was like I was talking to him about being queer because I just kind of read him as as that Mm. and he was like oh I'm actually straight and I was like oh really I'm so sorry I didn't mean to make the assumption and then he was like oh but I've been with men though and I was like then you're probably not straight (laughs) like if you have like thought to go into this like you know experimentation or whatever like you're probably on the spectrum somewhere and you don't have to like cut off that part of you to fit into a box that isn't you like yeah because the box of bisexual already exists but it's so like stigmatized that nobody wants to actually identify as it out loud I feel I feel like as well with the like bisexual label like say for instance that guy like he might genuinely just want to get with women has like experimented but experimentation and bisexuality are so annoying to like put in the same kind of box because that's what people think yeah that bisexual people are doing so it feels like a huge step yeah to uh, well uh, that's see it's hard like i i can't really speak for people but i can i can imagine and from my friends experiences um i actually have a podcast that's come out before this now it hasn't while we're recording this but it will have um with a friend of mine who's bisexual like about this kind of topic like being yeah. taken seriously etc yeah. um but yeah it's just like interesting but like when you go on to say tinder because you said you had tinder yeah. that's like what's the been only your experience being poly on tinder um like a lot of the times people really don't know what it is and are really like, yeah no for sure like i've been like texting people and I've been like oh by the way like I know it says it, it says it in my bio but just so you know like I'm Polly and they're like oh I know it says it in your bio but I don't know what the heck it means <laughs> they thought your name was Polly yeah, like, yeah. Was, yeah they're like who's this bitch Polly um, but yeah no like people a lot of times people don't know what it means and then like I've said it to like some girls where I've been like oh like I'm I have a boyfriend but like right now I'm only dating women because that's like where I want to put my energy or whatever because I already have one man's and I'm happy with that Mm. and uh, they're like whoa that sounds like an ideal situation how did you like sort that out and I'm like just works like I it's not like a matter of like manipulating life to (laughs) what it it is because we all have control over our life but it's not like some little like life hack or cheat or something that only I can get away with like you can do it too anyone (laughs) can do it if you want to like but it's such a taboo thing that everyone's like oh I have to do I have to do things this way or whatever and then Mm. they don't realize that there's like another option but then as well like the classic tinder experience that every queer woman on tinder gets is like just constantly running into like couple accounts I for threesomes, I, which is tell me more about this because I I'd, I'd heard of it like mm. literally a few days ago and I was like what yeah so like basically it's like a couple who would like identify themselves as being like <laughs> this is the thing again it's like dismissing and gatekeeping of bisexuality so it's usually like a bisexual woman and a straight man and the straight man and they've just kind of decided like I want to find a woman and sometimes they're referred to as unicorns because they're so hard to find like the perfect woman who'll have a threesome with you and your boyfriend like obviously because he wants to have a threesome with you and your like melly boyfriend like I'm sorry like (laughs) I'm sorry I feel bad but like shady but like a lot of them are seriously I'm like I just I don't get it like and 
And they're, they've made their Tinder profile as Together. a female. Yeah, yeah. So they've, like, entered their gender as female so as to, like, hunt out bisexual women who will, like, fit their idea of a bisexual woman in their head and will, like, fulfil their fantasy of a bisexual woman mm. by, like, using their girlfriend's Tinder account or whatever. But, like, usually it's, like, the girl's Tinder account with, like, one picture of the man, like, tagged on the end, maybe. Or, like, sometimes it just fully, like, doesn't say it at all. And you're, like, five messages in with someone and they're like, oh, by the way, I have a boyfriend, so would you be interested in meeting both of us for drinks or whatever? And, like, okay. And how is that different to Polly? Yeah, exactly. See, that's kind of what I do. But I would never, like, introduce, like, I would never be like, oh, come on a date with me and my boyfriend specifically so we can suss you out with the intention of a particular sex act in mind. Because that is so presumptuous and so, like, rude. Like, I... I would much rather hang out with a girl by myself first. And if I feel like she would get along with my boyfriend and she'd be comfortable with that, then we can all hang out and that's cool. Or like if she wants to hang out with just my boyfriend next time and not me, like I don't care either. That's like whatever. But like it's just when you have like a specific thing in mind, it reduces everything down to like a purely sexual thing, Mm. which isn't what it should be or what it is for me anyway. Yeah. And it like it's really frustrating. This is a something that we were talking about earlier, which I find really interesting, is that, like, do you still think that there is, there can be cheating in polyamorous relationships? Well, yeah, it's, like, it's kind of more about the, like, what's the issue with cheating for your polyamorous people is the, the lying and the hiding rather than, like, the act itself. So, like, I, I couldn't care less if someone I was going out with would sleep with someone else, as long as... Not even that they would have to tell me about it afterwards, specifically. But if I asked, they wouldn't lie to me about it. Mm. Or if I, like... Like, if I called up and I was like, Oh, so what are you up to for the weekend? Oh, nothing, nothing. Like, that yeah. sounds really sketchy and weird. Yeah. Like, you can just tell me that you're going on a date or whatever and I don't care. Mm. Or But, like, it, it is the hiding thing. And, like, telling lies and keeping... Like, it, have, like imagine finding, like, texts on someone's phone or whatever. Like, mm. that's what I always hear from, like, monogamous people who catch their like boyfriend or husband or whatever cheating and they're like oh my god I found all these messages like hundreds of messages to this girl and I'm like that must actually be so heartbreaking and I totally get that because it's like they've established this relationship like completely with you and establishing boundaries yeah exactly and you've like it's just like it really does upset me and it upsets me as well because people who feel the need to to cheat and to be with other people and to be non-monogamous like unethically as it were Mm. um like I don't understand it because I'm like there is another way like you can just actually be honest you can just talk about it and you can figure it out and if it's not what the other person wants then whatever but you can't like lie to people and say like oh I'm perfectly capable of being monogamous but keep like consistently cheating and screwing them over like I don't get it such a good point I don't get it like I'm like if you feel the need to get with other people then just be upfront about it like there's plenty of people who are like imagine so many Girls and guys. I actually, I was about to say guys, but actually some of the worst cheaters I know are girls. Yeah, and um, why? <laughs> and uh, I can imagine so many people being like, oh my God, polyamorous, like what? But they're, and they're like people who cheat all the time. Yeah. I'm just thinking about that. Like I've never actually made that connection because I've heard the term ethical non-monogamy. Yeah. But now thinking of like what, I've never unethical thought about is, unethical non monogamy. Yeah. 
Oh my god! Yeah, I'm like shaking my boots. I'm I'm glad. <laughs> because the it, uh, <laughs> no, because it make that makes so much sense. Like if you can't sustain, I don't want to tell people how to live their lives, but if you are hurting people, yeah, and like it's then not maybe working, it is. Like, maybe this is something. Like yeah. I think people people associate different relationships, and I say different. I mean different to the like societal norm of like monogamy. People associate, like, different relationship styles. Even, like, my dad lives in London and he commutes home and he Mm. has done for 25 years. And, like, people in my primary school used to be like, oh, her parents are, like, they're not actually together. They just pretend to be together and stuff, which, like, isn't true. Yeah. Um, And, like, even that, like, people were like... Oh, this is so out of the norm. Yeah, yeah, it can't. And it's literally the most... Anyway, but I feel like when people hear, like... How do I say this? Like, say for polyamory, when people hear about polyamory, they don't actually think about, like, the concept. Yeah. They just, like, dismiss it straight away. And I've probably done that in the past as well. And, like, fair enough. Like, I even as, like, a bisexual person, I've, like, thought and felt some of, like, the most viciously biphobic things in the world. And, like, I have, like, so much entrenched, like, monogamous culture in my head that I have to, like, undo. And same with, like, when with, with women, we have to, like, basically, like, unlearn hating ourselves like all the mm. time and like it's the same with like just anything that deviates from the social norm you have to like spend all this time like fighting back against like the whole oppressive environment that's like the whole society being like no you have to do it this way but you don't like we're all just individuals and can mm. be in control of our whole life like my motto is like you can have your cake and eat it too like why yeah. can't you like yeah. <laughs> just have your cake and eat it too you yeah. don't have to choose between anything yeah even when I was a kid I used to watch like rom-coms and stuff and I'd be like why are the two guys fighting over the girl? Why can't they just, like, come up with some sort of a solution here? Mm. Like, there's got to be, like, a solution. Why does she have to choose? And they're like, no, she she has to choose between her two loves. And I'm like, why? Like, I, don't get it. I just, I couldn't, like, even as a kid, I was like, does not compute. Like, this is, there is no reason for this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, well, we're going to take a quick break and then we will come back. Thank you. Like a lot of can be a bit extreme. We are back, um, and we are actually just talking about how there's a lot of documentaries being made about polyamory, and just like in general, I feel like relationships at the moment, new ways mm. of living. Um, even though they're not new ways, they're just like people are just being mo- more open about it, I yeah. suppose. But um, we're saying that like a lot of these times. Ta- how would you describe it? What we're saying in a nutshell. Like, basically, that a lot of documentaries about this subject tend to make it a bit of a spectacle and make it seem a lot more extreme and crazy than it is for the purpose of entertainment. Which is completely understandable. Yeah, because it's an entertaining medium, and, like, I get that. But it's definitely not, like, an accurate representation of, like, the reality of polyamory, which is mostly just, like, chilling all the time and not going to, like, panel discussions or, like cuddle meditation <laughs> like uh, speed dating all the time yeah like. yeah it's just like if you if you did a documentary on monogamy you'd probably like run out of things you, pretty quick you, you, <laughs> no you probably like like film like husband that was like cheating on his wife of 25 years yeah. you'd like film all like the extremes the yeah, drama yeah. that's like completely understandable yeah, but like i feel like it, because it isn't the norm and people don't understand it as much that's where they're getting their primary information from yeah yeah for sure um and like i'm i'm actually gobsmacked by like 
the hot take that you've presented me with that isn't even a hot take but that a lot of people live I'm not going to say polyamorous because like from you and from like my what I've learned so far what I hope I'm like right is that like polyamorous is like ethical like all about communication but like they live like a non-monogamous life like a most like I'd say like I'd say it's 50-50 yeah well probably I don't even know but um so like that's the first thing I think whenever I hear like if someone says to me oh like x y and z girl is in a relationship with her boyfriend for five years but he lives over in America I like the first thing I think is I fucking hope he's not doing the dirt on her like I really hope he's not doing the dirt on her because like depending like I'm thinking of a specific incident (laughs) (laughs) incident, but I had never met either of them before but I just knew by like the the, just the type of girl that this girl was that like she was fully, like, so committed. And yeah. she was properly in love with him, like, and would not even dream of cheating. But, like, the first thing I thought was, like, is he over there in faraway land, like, cheating? Because yeah. that's all I hear, like, when people go away. And I'm, like, like, I'm planning on going away once I'm finished university. And, like, I I have no worries about my boyfriend getting with other people. And all my family keep asking me this, like, what's Adam going to do when you're away? And I'm, like we're just going to keep, like, living our lives. Like, it's just going to go on. And I don't have anything to worry about. I don't feel, like, insecure about what's going to be happening while I'm away or while we're in different places because it's just, like, our lives happening independently to each other because not everything has to be, like, a mesh all the time. And at the same time, you could say that, like, a lot of my family wouldn't have ever taken it as seriously, like, when I had a girlfriend and wouldn't have ever asked me these questions of, like, how is your relationship going to be affected by your future when I was with a girl, but they'll ask it when I'm with a guy at the same time. Because marriage is kind of on the process. Exactly. And they're like... Even uh, though you obviously can get married either way. It's like, it's bizarre. Like, it's such a shift in attitudes. Like, Interesting. Yeah. That's that's something that, like, I obviously want to cover. Like, the f- it, I didn't want it to be the first or second or third or fourth question I wanted to ask mm. because it's all people ever ask. But when people say... Don't you get jealous? Yeah, no, I know. What do you say? Like, this is just me. I know that in all of, like, the polyamory documentaries, everyone says, like, jealousy is a human emotion and everyone's meant to feel it and you just have to, like, work it out or whatever. Like, genuinely, like, in my life, like, most things I've been jealous about have been, like, material goods or, like, I don't know, like, the fact that, like, I don't know, like, I had X, Y, and Z type of family or upbringing or whatever and this Mm. person had like a really nice big house or whatever, like Mm. something stupid like this when I was a kid or like when I was younger. But I genuinely, I don't think I've ever like, I've never had an experience of being like viciously so jealous because of something that a partner's done or not done or I've heard that they've done or whatever. Like I've never felt like that kind of like raging jealousy that you see in like, I don't know rom-coms or friends or whatever I, I contain that yeah, I, like I monitor I just, it I used to not yeah like I I I have only been in monogamous relationships but like I used to but it was warranted in previous things but like yeah. I used to like have just like fire in my stomach the whole time like it's not good for the human yeah yeah yeah, yeah I just be like I just I couldn't actually be like happy I don't know like I just like if I if I did have that I obviously I wouldn't be happy in the relationship that I have and in like the approach that I have 
but I did like I I haven't experienced it and I know I'm I'm 21 like I'm young I'm not like saying that I've experienced all the wildly world has to give me and <laughs> in the future I probably will get like viciously jealous over something or another but like my partners have been all really good to me and haven't really given me a reason to feel jealous mm. so like I, ha- I genuinely like and I really don't mind if any of my partners kiss other people or get with other people it's not it doesn't like cause me to feel jealous of like the the physical thing or anything yeah like I don't have it in me and I don't know say okay like the, uh, this is like so personal but say like mm-hmm. you were like okay I'm going on a date and um, you're here and your boyfriend lives away like what's the what's your kind of like what what's your boundaries with for yourself and like how mm. you communicate to others yeah like so what's going on with me and my like personal setup right now is that I'm in as I said like a long distance relationship with my boyfriend my long-term boyfriend for a year now and at the same time I'm like on Tinder and like actively like trying to go to a lot of like queer events and I'm like pretty involved in like the LGBT community and I'm like viciously like aggressive about it I'm like you guys aren't kicking me out just because I have a boyfriend I'm still bisexual there's a B in LGBT I'm not going nowhere I don't care like what the sex or gender of my partner is like I'm still going to all these gay events wearing my rainbow flag Mm. and um like that's my my general prerogative and honestly when I like when I actually do get to go on a date with a girl I get like really excited and I like basically tell him right away and I'm like oh my god guess what so you know that girl I've been texting oh we're going on a date we're gonna hang out I'm like so excited or whatever this is gonna be really embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) no when it gets played back I'm gonna be like no but um like yeah I just and then I'll be like because I I'm a pretty vicious texter like I text pretty much all the time same and like when when my boyfriend goes away for a few hours or like we have like totally different sleeping schedules I'm like totally an early riser and he sleeps late and I like go to sleep really early and he stays up late so like a lot of the time it's like he was last active say 12 hours ago like I'd go crackers if I didn't have like someone to text if Mm. I was bored like I'm like just sitting there and I'm like oh I just say I need to text someone I need to text someone and like it's I don't know it's like it's not really like the same with your friends or whatever it's Mm. like more exciting and like fun or whatever and like going on dates as well is just like oh so exciting and I I would probably say before I go on the date like I'm gonna be like away for the next few hours I don't think I'm like ignoring you if I don't respond to your text or whatever and mm. then like usually I get a little message being like oh I hope it's going well let me know how it goes and then afterwards I'm like so and oh, like, would you call him yeah, afterwards for sure like we I just get so excited like that's I, so lovely yeah I genuinely like I just think women are class like and I'm very rarely ever disappointed by hanging out with women like mm. <laughs> no matter what the context is like I say like if it's a date or whatever like I kind of consider as much as I say like I don't go into things with expectations I'm like I kind of consider everything a bit of a potential date but mm. also has the potential to not be a date and be a totally platonic thing at the same time yeah but like I'm literally never hang out with a girl and be like god what a dickhead like <laughs> tool. I'm never gonna hang out with them again I'm literally always like they were so cool and I learned this and I learned this and I got this new perspective on this and it was just great and like yeah and then I'm just like happy out and on a buzz and then yeah if it goes to a second date I'm like yay amazing this is even better and then you see where it goes from there that sounds like such a healthy lovely situation yeah like I actually I genuinely am like it's funny because I never thought that like if you had asked me like five years ago where I see myself like relationship wise, I would not have expected this at all. But I'm actually like super happy with myself and with my relationships with others for like the first time probably in my whole life. And I'm like, oh my God, congratulations. Like, yeah, I'm really content and I feel like I have like a proper 
stable relationship but I'm also like safe in it to like pursue more casual things but also like things that I don't know where they're gonna go and like just getting to know more people and not feeling like restricted or like unhappier like I'm gonna like hurt the other person and I know that like they don't feel like they're gonna hurt me either by doing anything and like it's all just out in the open and Mm. able to talk about it like that's the main thing what would you say are things that you wish people that you wish people didn't think of polyamory not that you like resent them for feeling yeah but that you wish like in the future people would be more understanding about or educated on okay og not even og my my regular listeners will like i promise i'll get my technical uh shit together (laughs) (laughs) these days (laughs) so what were we talking about before we cut off probably should have started checked before we started again um it was if there was a misconception oh yeah 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 you could like get rid of um yeah like i think the idea of it as being something really far out and weird when in fact like humans are very like interdependent creatures and like we like as much as monogamy works for some people and I'm not denying that and I wouldn't like want anyone to do the exact same thing as me when it doesn't suit them yeah but the idea of like diversity and like um kind of like a collective instead of like two individuals like the idea of two individuals is kind of like reinforced by like not only heteronormativity but like sexism and like the idea of having like even the thing of like a man as the sun and a woman as the moon like the woman always is always like the lesser part of the union and it's like a lot of the time not all the time of course and I'm not saying this about every monogamous relationship but historically it's been used as a way to like oppress women and like have control over women and even like marriage and stuff like our ideas towards relationships have changed a lot in the past few years but we're very like stuck in our ways about certain things and it's like it hasn't always been like this and the assumption is that it has but it's actually uh, quite a recent thing like monogamy um, read sex at dawn yeah exactly like (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) yeah like just everything is so like oversimplified when things are actually much more complicated much more complicated from like sexuality to gender to like monogamy to everything we like tend to want to exert control over things to try and understand them better but you actually gain a much better understanding by being open-minded. I know that sounds really cliched, open-minded, but like... It's something you hear time and time again. Like, a lot of people say that, but... Not a lot of people, like, really take it on board. Take, yeah, take action from it. Yeah. So I'd say, like, try, do it in action, do it in action. Well done. Very good English, (laughs) studying journalism. Try today, if you're listening to this and you're going to work, maybe that, like, if you're to just even if you see something on your Facebook and you're like that's a bit weird challenge that feeling and like ask yourself why yeah like why do we presume these things about everything we have like all these presumptions and you have to like work really hard to kind of counteract that and like once you start doing that like it all kind of starts to like fall away once you start questioning one thing you start realizing that like most things are all kind of a bit made up and all we can do is as much as I believe in like the power of the masses and the greater good and everything like we do have like a we owe it to ourselves to live like as individuals in a yeah. sense and like do what's like best for us and not what's best for like the greater good of society like contributing to like societal norms and stuff like you can just do your own thing for your own sake and you don't have to worry about how it's going to make your like 
conservative Aunt June feel like you just do it for you like and because you're the most important person in your own life mm. and that's the bottom line I love the aunt name yeah I, I actually don't have a conservative oh Aunt June thank god I haven't like that named was very shamed. specific <laughs> no, actually shout out to my uh, I don't know if she's my aunt she's related to me in some way June <laughs> you're actually great and I love you and I didn't mean to drag you it was just a total <laughs> off the top of my head thing <laughs> God, I thought you was a random name. I can't believe you actually know something about you. No, I just realised that now. Right? <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I do have an Aunt June, but she's actually not conservative. <laughs> she's cool. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for sharing all that with us. I think it's in a, a world... Pleasure. In a world where people are scared to actually become educated because they don't want to seem ignorant, it's nice yeah. to just be able to sit down and have a frank conversation and ask Absolutely. questions. And, like, there's nothing wrong with asking questions as long as you do it, like, in a respectful way without being, like, ugh, that's awful to yeah. the response, yeah. then it's fine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you just, like, maintain your facial neutrality. Like, like no one's going to be upset if you ask a question. And <laughs> um, Thank you so much, and I really, really appreciate it. You're a great speaker. And, guys, um... Whip over a message on my Instagram if you enjoyed this or if you have, I don't know, just 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 respond. I really like when people say, oh, I never thought about it this way or et cetera, et cetera. So please do and rate and review if you can because it really helps me out. Thank you to my sponsor, Depop, because honestly, I love how you just let me invite incredible people on and you're not like, oh, what's their... like. Instagram followers yeah. and stuff like that. It's it's really really amazing to work with a platform that actually really cares. Um, if you don't have Depop, just download because honestly, it's life. I get every all of my shit on Depop, all of it. Um, or if you want to make some cash on the side or like get creative, it's a really good place to do that as well. Do you have Depop? Yeah, I actually do. Um, I was using it to sell like homemade T-shirts for a while, but I totally like left off with that and got lazy with it and then it was like you haven't been active enough so we're deleting so if I do reactivate and you want to follow my Depop it was and maybe will be in the future Fika Tees F-I-C-A and then Tees like t-shirts oh my god tell me if you started again and yeah, I'll make it sure. de- uh, like my shop of the week oh yes um, for sure. because I love my shop of the week oh my god it's like my baby like I love it so much but I actually that's such a random thing about Depop and everyone's pulls by now no one's listening anymore but um is that I like how they delete accounts if they're not active for a while because like yeah. if you bought something off someone who like didn't use it anymore yeah yeah you know what I mean like yeah. that's a very good um aspect of it anyway thank you so much guys please rate and review um it really helps me out and I really appreciate it um this is the end of season two so thank you so much Hi. for all your support and thank you to all my guests as well because I wouldn't have been able to do anything without you guys um so thank you and goodbye